0: I mean to get there. I'm hungry. This car smells weird. You all know me. You know how I earn a living. You must unlearn what you have learned. You're right. You look a wee bit shaky. I can't breathe. Yes, I'm, I'm a bit nervous myself. Gosh, not again. But we're dealing with here. Is a complete lack of respect for the law. We live or we die by the clock. We never turn our back on it. And we never, ever allow ourselves the sins of losing track of time. I don't want to tell you something about time. My time is worth money. And I don't think you make that kind of money to pay me for my time. Only a true friend would be that truly. Honest. Okay, Michael, regular or extra crispy? Oh, I don't know, Tommy. I'm not. A- I'm an original guy just about every day of the week. However, I don't eat that kind of chicken anymore. But well, I do. I splurge. But man, if you're wanting to lose weight, yes, they tell you chicken. Chicken is a good food to eat. It's healthy. It, it uh, helps you in weight loss man, you put those kernels' work on it, it, it automatically ain't what it was. Know what I mean? But boy, it's so good. So good. Hey, how you doing? My name is Mike. This is the Freight Broker TV Podcast. And yeah, you know how it goes. We do it every week. We got a studio line. We're not going to be answering the calls, but if you want to call in, ask a question, leave a message, maybe comment about something, you can do so. But I warn you in advance, my friends and neighbors, you call that number, leave a message. Well, that's your consent. <laughs> if you leave a message, you understand that we may use that message in a future video broadcast, podcast, on the radio, whatever it might be. But, yeah, we encourage you to do so. Use it, four seven nine six six eight. 0213. If you look at the bottom of your left speaker, the number is scrolling across as I speak. 479 668 0213. Well, here we are, week what? Week what of this coronavirus thing? And yeah, the rest, the natives are getting restless. The restless are the natives becoming. <laughs> We're getting tired of this, really, and we're pretty tired of the politicians. I mean, we're like that now, turning out to uh, be something <clears throat> with the SBA too. They're they're quickly losing any friends they may have had. The uh, Legislation that Congress put through here the other day provided for an economic injury disaster loan. You've heard me talking about it over and over and over because, well, hey, if you're self-employed, you should be involved in it. Now, according to... The article I've been using from and pulling from the actual legislation itself says as part of this emergency legislation, small business independent contractors and sole proprietors can obtain events of up to $10,000. Now, a lot of us, including me, has been taking that up to $10,000 as a... uh, I don't know, as gospel, maybe. You know, hey, we we were expecting $10,000. Well, there was never any, anything came out about, okay, how's this going to work? How's this going to work? Because this $10,000 is supposed to be forgivable. In other words, it's free money. Well, it is, and it will be. Now, it also said that, uh, The uh, money would be dispersed three, no, it would, it, it, within three days of application. You would get your money. Well, that didn't happen. And I think everybody knew that couldn't happen, wasn't going to happen. No way it would happen. I mean, for crying out loud, we're talking politics, politicians, and government. And then we get these branches, or offshoots of the government, that uh, are part of the government, but sometimes they want to play God. Like the SBA, okay, the SBA. Well, they got the legislation and they decided that, uh, hey, Yeah, you may have gave us the law, but we're going to interpret that law the way we want. We'll do it our way, okay? And if you don't like it, well, just too bad. (laughs) That's kind of got people up in an an upper arm. Especially in these days and times, and things just ain't going according to plan for anybody. You know what I mean? All right. Now, yesterday... The SBA came out somewhat. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but they were kind of a jerk. I mean, it was kind of jerky. Hey, look, you know, lay off, man. Hey, we're not laying off. We're out here struggling. Okay, people out here. Well, let me let me. Case in point, I talked about this the other day. The person that cuts my hair, barber. Matter of fact, his, his shop is called a barber shop. Okay, the state of Arkansas shut him down along with anybody else that cut hair, beauty salons, hair, barbers, hairstylists, tattoo parlors, anything like that. Shut down. You're closed. Governor of the state of Arkansas came out and shut them down uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago. They have no way of earning an income. None. Zero. Zilch. My barber's a tax-paying citizen. He files for unemployment. Guess what? Oh, and let's back that up. It wasn't something, you know, you, you file for unemployment as a sole proprietor that would still be working had the state not shut you down. Well, you can... But you've got a lot more red tape to go through. A lot more busy signals to hear. A lot more people saying, I don't know, I'll have to get back to you on that and never hearing from them again. You, you know what I mean? But this barber that has no income been paying into the system because if you're self-employed, you're paying that self-employment tax. And that includes the unemployment. Don't it? I'm sure it does. Regardless, he filed. They told him no, not not going to happen. So now he's wasting more time trying to file for this other stuff. He filed for this uh, loan. Nothing yet. His bank's been sweet to him. Said, hey, you know we'll extend you another thirty. 60, 120 days, or whatever, but uh, yeah, you're you're gonna have to make that car payment. I mean, thank you, but uh, come on. <laughs> I mean, the unemployment thing should be happening. This SBA thing, we'll get back to that in a minute, should be happening. They got another one, PPP thing. Uh, it's coming up, but if you're a sole proprietor. You can't even apply for that assistance until the 10th of the month. So you're still, you know, a couple of days away from that. So in the meantime, you sit there and wait for your Netflix subscription to run out because you can't pay it. (laughs) All right. Now, this is hard on everybody. I really do. The SBA came out yesterday. Getting back to that, this EIDL on that I've been hot on telling everybody how you need to... uh, you need to apply even if you don't want to get the money even if you're not wanting the loan you need to apply because you're giving up 10, up to what's well, up to 10,000 well the SBA came out yesterday and they decided to enrich everyone on how that money was to be distributed $1,000 dollars per employee up to ten. If you are a sole proprietor, well, you get $1,000. Hey, a little bit helps. But come on, really? So, a sole proprietor, you think $1,000 $1, thousand dollars is a drop in a bucket when you don't have income coming in. Seriously, I mean, when you don't have any money coming in, yes, a little bit of something better than 100% of nothing. But, uh, really? I mean, it's appreciated, but uh, you watch. SBA is going to catch flack over all this. Now, the PPP loan, <clears throat> payroll protection, whatever what it is, that's supposed to be pretty good. And if I'm reading this right or learning this right, which don't count on that to be true for me on this stuff, because... Well, it can be this way one day. And the way I've heard it on this SBA loan, or the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, it would be one way today, you wake up tomorrow, and we'd be in a different world because they changed their mind. Okay, it's not going to be that way like we talked about yesterday. It's going to be this way today. So who knows? Who knows? Now, the SBA, if you did apply for the EIDL loan, they did make statement on the uh, SBA website yesterday that... uh, this week. Money should start being dispersed this week. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. If you get your money, call me. You know the number. Uh, if you don't, it's 479 Now, <clears throat> hold on. I had a lot of stuff pulled up here I was going to talk about. Then my computer decided, yeah, I'm not ready to work yet. So let me get all this stuff back up here. Have you been watching the uh, video racing? <laughs> NASCAR. NASCAR at its finest. Video racing. yeah, you know, where they get the drivers putting it behind the wheel of a digital car. <laughs> I can't believe it. Then I, I was on YouTube the other day. And YouTube, they, they uh, well, actually, I guess they're going to keep on doing it when it starts again but uh, last year they they broadcast a game of the week on YouTube a live game broadcast it live and that was pretty cool because I don't I don't <laughs> every, I'm all digital at my house we 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 get the local CBS station because I've got that CBS app the no commercial and here's the way I am if if it's got commercials in it today I don't I don't get it. Hulu. I got Hulu now. Hulu. I would not touch for years because, yeah, we'll take your money, but we're going to play some commercials. No, no, no. You're not. <laughs> I don't. I'm tired of commercials. I know commercials pay for the things we watch. I get that. You know, on on uh, uh, pay TV or uh, not pay TV, but you know, free TV, public access TV, your local stations. I get that. And I get the network's got to make money, too. But when you've got to run five, six, seven minutes of commercials, then go back to your program for about three or four minutes, then run another five, six, seven minutes of commercials, that's a tune-out factor. I'm not going to watch it. That's why I... Hey, you got good shows on TV, but I can't watch them on TV because, holy smoke, I uh, I bought... (sighs) Okay, I'm a Big Bang Theory. And they've had it at a ridiculous price on uh, Apple TV to buy the whole series. <laughs> I thought I'm not paying that for that. And they finally cut it in half and got it down to a reasonable number I bought the whole series. And uh, I was going through it watching it because it tells you how long the show is. There are some of those... <laughs> some of them... Some of the uh, shows... 19 minutes. 19 minutes for a 30-minute show. Okay, that means they had 11 minutes of uh, commercials and other stuff they put in there, which... uh, You know, okay, you're talking one-third of the 30 minutes that we're watching is full of commercials. That's why I don't like regular TV. Too many commercials. Now, with that said... You know, I tell my clients, you know, uh, when you're prospecting, keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Matter of fact, I got one of my largest clients from uh, watching TV years ago. Heard him talking about huge, gigantic truckload sale this weekend only. Blah, blah, blah. You know, truckload. That caught my ear. I wrote down the information and that following Monday, I went looking for that company. And I found them. And uh, six loads a week I got from that company, and they paid really good rates. So you got to keep your eyes and ears open, be prospecting all the time, be 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 open to it anyway. Now, this, uh, yeah, on YouTube, like I was saying, you know, last year they did Game of the Week or whatever. And that was great. I got you know I got to uh, watch a baseball game, and it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it can be boring, but boy, when something happens, it's really pretty magical. And, you know, and they do do stuff to uh, make it somewhat entertaining because even even the networks and everybody knows. Yeah, if you're not at the ballpark watching on game watching a game on TV, yeah, it can get kind of boring. At the ballpark, you know, you're you're there, you're you're part of it, you're you're part of the. You're part of the energy, the excitement, the electricity going on at the ballpark. That's always fun. So the other day I noticed MLB had something live going on. And it was a game. A game, they said, between, I don't know, the Yankees and whoever. I don't know. And I thought, well, wait a minute. What's going on here? And I flipped it. Yeah, video game. Video game like NASCAR has been doing. What are they thinking (laughs) You know, I hope that, you know, people keep saying, yeah, we're in a different world. Yes, we are in a different world, but I hope this isn't one of the changes that are going to come up when we get on the other side of this, where it's acceptable to broadcast or or call sports video games, you know, like that, to where NASCAR is racing. Okay, this Saturday looks like it's going to be rained down, so we're going to do the race... In a video game, or this game's going to be rained out, so holy cow, we're going to do this on a video. Nah, you know, that, come on, surely, surely that's not going to happen, yeah, well, you know, some people that just don't, some people that got a trophy no matter what, they just can't see the problem with that. I don't see what's wrong with it, I really don't, I mean, it's better than nothing, oh, no, it's worse than nothing. It's worse than nothing because it's insulting my intelligence. If I wanted to watch a video game, I sure wouldn't expect to turn on the TV and there'd be a video game. I would go out and buy the video game, and I would watch the video game as I was playing it. I know there are YouTube channels out there, and that's you know they've built up you know they got hundreds of thousands of people watching their broadcast, and it's video games. I get that to the point uh, because, uh, you know, hey, if you just got that game, you're wanting to see how to win at that game. And unless you have a clue, you're going to be there for days and months trying to figure out which mine shaft you go down, you know. But anyway. Well, looking at the uh, news today, it says baseball could be eyeing a potential... May return all 30 teams, but they're going to have to play in Arizona. (laughs) That's what it says. Where's the story? Let's see here. According to uh, Jeff Passan, one potential plan has all 30 teams playing games with no fans in Arizona to start the season. Okay, (sighs) right there. There's a problem right there. No fans. It's just not the same. You know, It's and now we're talking Sandlot Ball. You know, where all the kids in the neighborhood get together and we go play a game. <clears throat> Let's see. They're, 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 they're talking about this. And let me go down here to the... Uh... Ah, there's some... Here we go. Uh, additionally, uh, further changes to the game due to the coronavirus pandemic... And this is if they do this thing in Arizona. They would implement an electronic strike zone to allow the plate umpire to maintain sufficient distance from the catcher and the batter. Okay, there's a problem right there. No mound visits from the catcher or pitching coach. Okay. Uh, One of those rules that, hey, it sounded like a good idea when we talked about it. (laughs) 7-inning <laughs> doubleheaders, which, with an earlier-than-expected start date, could allow baseball to come closer to a full 162-game season. Uh, let me see here if I got this right. Instead of playing 9 innings, we're going to play 7 innings when it's a doubleheader game. Uh, I, just, not doing, just not getting the math, because if doubleheaders played on the same day... Okay, this is over my head, obviously, because I'm sure that makes sense. But it just ain't getting there on me. Seven double headers, yeah, you're going to shorten the game by four innings, maybe. You know, but it, hey, if you've got a uh, tie game at the end of seven, you're back to uh, square one. Anyway, regular use of on-field microphones by players... As an added bonus for TV viewers. And there it is, folks. There it is. Sounds to me like they got a contract. It's a TV contract. And they want to keep that TV money, and they're trying to figure out ways to have that TV money. And the only way it looks like they're going to be able to do that is baseball games, no fans, only people on TV. Sitting in the empty stand, six feet apart, instead of in a dugout. Oh my gosh. What are you going to do? That is beyond me. This... Uh the stuff. is getting, cl- uh, getting. It's just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Okay, I'm going to mention this just because I was uh, <laughs> looking at today. I go, oh man, I used to go in that truck stop all the time. Uh, up in Brazil, Indiana, OIDA's tour trailer is going to be set up. Whether well, set up uh, through the seventh. Uh, uh, if you got it there, you got to see it. But uh, Brazil Petro, exit twenty three off five seventy. Yeah, I love the story there. Are just over one hundred truck parking spaces there, and the Iron Skillet restaurant. And the Iron Skillet restaurants have online ordering available. Okay, that's that's well and good. In. Uh, when I was there, there it wasn't Petro. When I used to go up there, I used to uh, hot shot RVs. All the RVs came out out of the North uh, Bend or South Bend, Indiana, North Bend, South Bend, Indiana area up there by Wakarusa. That was where my uh, home terminal was. I used to go up there. I was up there two or three times a week, calling them RVs out of there. And uh, you know, we we ought to check on that industry because uh, you know it's taking a hit. You know, they took a hit. Matter of fact, uh, back oh eight oh nine Elkhart. Man, those people had it rough, and I'm sure this is not helping matters. So, anyway, but uh, the point is, I used to stop here in Brazil all the time, and I was looking at the picture here, you know, because I was originally thinking of Napanee, Indiana, and uh, then uh, La Paz, and I thought, no, 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 I have to look at the map, figure this out. And there it was. Then when I saw it from the uh, Google Earth I thought, ah, that's the Little Effingham of West Indianapolis. <laughs> it's about, I don't know, 30, 40 miles west of Indianapolis. Maybe my my a mileage, not right, but I used to consider that the Little Effingham because they got truck stops all over the place there. They got a pilot. Okay, pilot. I used to go in there. Uh, well, I used to go in there occasionally, but not much because... Well, I was uh, doing hot shot at a, uh, a, a dually, you know, 35-gallon tank, and I could never get enough fuel to uh, get a free shower. <laughs> they wanted you to buy 50 gallons. Well, I can't. So I quickly quit going there. I stopped there if I was coming in the middle of the night, you know, wanting a quick snack. But I always went to the TA. The TA... Uh, well, there's I 70 there. TA was south of the uh, interstate. And then you go down there, you got a road ranger there. I've been in there before. You got the Burger King right there across from where the Petro is. Because where the Petro is now, uh, that used to be a TA truck stop. And they had great coffee and and they would let me get free coffee they gave me a free shower no matter how much fuel I bought they understood I was a transporter I didn't buy hundreds of gallons of fuel at a time they were really good to me there and uh, now it's Petro and across the street from that Petro is a Burger King and man I used to go on that Burger King part, part of why I got a hard attack, had a heart attack except... <laughs> now it wasn't that Burger King expressly what it amounted to if you're uh, working and your tow vehicle, your your tow vehicle uh, is a dually pickup, well, when you're empty, drive-throughs are totally accessible. So if you are a transporter, you in a dually, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, that was a blast from the past. You know, check that out. Arizona rest areas closed for more than a decade have reopened for truckers only. Uh, this is obviously the COVID-19 crisis. Back uh, first of the month, Arizona Department of Transportation announced that they would temporarily reopen the park's uh, rest area along I-40 at mile marker 182. That's west of Flag. And along uh, the uh, I-17 at mile marker 324. That's south of Flag. Two rest area locations can offer parking, hand-washing stations, portable restrooms. For commercial vehicles only. He says staff will be present at the two reopened uh, rest areas for a few hours each day. COVID 19 checkpoints set up at Texas Louisiana border. Commercial vehicles, not going to be a problem for you, but if you're in a car, prepare to be delayed. Uh, They're going to start screening vehicles at checkpoints along the uh, Louisiana border for the coronavirus. Truckers aren't going to have to stop at these checkpoints. This started uh, this past weekend. They were set up on roadways leading from Louisiana into Texas, including interstates. Uh, The Texas Department of Public Safety said they'd be screening all passenger vehicles. Again, troopers say that commercial vehicles will not be obstructed. The purpose of the checkpoints is to enforce an executive order issued by Texas Governor Abbott that requires any road traveler entering Texas from Louisiana to quarantine for 14 days to try to slow the spread of the covid 19 Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Yep, otherwise you are, uh, you drive into Texas, you get one of those checkpoints here. Hey, welcome to Texas for the next 14 days. CPS road check. That was uh, scheduled for May, May 5th uh, through 7th. Well, don't worry about it. It's going to be a while. Fuel prices, you know, i of all of this, one thing that is happening that is actually good is the price of fuel keeps dropping? Uh, fuel's dropped almost four cents a gallon down to two fifty four this week. That's good. It's helping these trucks get their loads picked up, delivered, saving the trucking company money, allowing them to make more money. And even gasoline's below two bucks. I mean, what do you do? People aren't driving. You can't travel. You're kind of stuck where you are. Something else I was going to talk about. Oh, here we go. Uh, the FM. Or a- I always want to say FMCSA, but it's not. This is the FHWA. It's given states permission to allow food trucks at rest areas. That's good if you can trust the food truck, eh? You know. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, around third of April. A notice to uh, State Department of Transportation uh, that the uh, stated the agency was suspending enforcement under the federal aid program. For states that choose to permit commercial food trucks to operate and sell food, that of course is in accordance with state law's designated federally funded interstate highway rest areas is where that can happen. Permission is temporary. But food trucks are allowed to uh, serve food in uh, in rest areas now. So I don't know. I mean, I get the idea. Yeah, they got to eat. You know, truckers have to eat. I get it. You know, these drivers today, man, they they have more obstacles they got to worry about today than ever before. You know, we thought 911 was bad. 911, and it was. Don't misunderstand that at all. It was. And I really felt bad because when 9... A lot of people don't even realize this. 911, if you were a big truck and you just happened to be out on the island or in New York City that day... You were there for a week. Nobody was in or out for a week. This is uh, at least then you didn't, you know. Yeah, you were worried. Why? Hope something else don't happen. But you were able to eat. You weren't having to worry about food. Who you came in contact with, getting sick. You didn't have to. I mean. That can happen any day, anywhere, any place, any time. I understand. But this, this coronavirus, man, you gotta, you got to be thinking that 24-7. I mean, 24-7. You know, I've got a sister-in-law. She has a alteration shop, and this is her busy time of year normally. Proms, you know, things like that, graduations. Uh... Nothing. Pretty much closed down. But she is using her skill to make masks. Surgical type masks for people to wear. You know, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right. We have talked about a lot of stuff today. Keep, uh, keep paying attention to the uh, SBA and what they're doing. I know, uh, you know, we can get aggravated at them and everybody's going to be aggravated at them because the way this thing was touted and kind of the way the uh, legislation reads, it kind of implied 10,000. Then SBA has since made it 1,000 per employee up to 10,000. And now it's not even, you know, okay, it's worth having to apply for the EIDL but uh, if you go further than the money you get, initial money you get with the EIDL, the way I'm understanding, and this could change, okay, the first money, 1000 up to 10000 you get, that's forgiven. But if you go back to the EIDL, okay, I've been approved for this loan, and you go through with that loan, you've got to pay it back. Now, there is a second type of loan called the PPP loan. And again, check the don't, don't, you know, I'm giving you the information. It's up to you to go check it out to make sure I'm correct, that what I'm getting is correct. But the PPP loan, it's forgivable and you can get up to $2 million on that. And, you know, that's originally what was said here about the uh, EIDL loan, which is probably true. But uh, if I'm under, now the PPP loan has got more restrictions on on what you can use it for. And the way I understand, you are going to have to prove that you used it for those intent and purposes. (laughs) You didn't go outside. But if you did take EIDL loan, you can use that money you get from the PPP loan to pay back your EIDL. That's permissible. I don't know. You know, when they first came out with this stuff, we all knew it ain't going to be that easy. They're so sweet. They're so precious telling us that they're doing everything. And I'm talking about politicians, that they're doing everything they can for us for immediate assistance. Well, when they started talking about $1,200, we knew that was going to be months away. We need it now. The EIDL. Yeah, three days. Yeah, right. Sure. (laughs) $10,000. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, we got to take this with a grain of salt. Nothing that the government does is quick. We all know that. We all know that. Disappointing because, you know, when we really need it the most, when people are out there or needed it the most, like uh, the guy that cuts my hair I was telling you about, turned down for unemployment when the governor of his state was the one that told him he had to shut down his shop, the same state turned. Uh, it's just nuts. Okay, we got to get on the same page. Yes, things are going to be different when we get to the other side. That's for sure. And we are all looking forward to that. Anyway. All right. Friday morning, 10 a.m. Join me for the uh, live FBTV radio live broadcast. We do it every Friday morning, 10 a.m. I do hope you will join me. But until then, hey, be safe, be healthy, stay healthy and help each other do the best you can you know all right okay we'll talk real soon have a good day